But which side are you on? Are you on Truex's side or Stenhouse's side? I'm on Stenhouse's side on this. Seems like we've been here before. Green, green, green. Mile 24 is like my favorite place as a kid. Every time I went by, it was like the best spot. Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Mile 24 show. I'm your Grand Marshal and host, Craig James, and it's time to predict, talk about some races that are coming up. Unfortunately, IndyCar is done. We got no IndyCar because the season's over. New Garden won the title, as I said in the last episode. If you happen to miss it, or you don't know, you should know. If you don't know, now you know. I'm just going to move on after that. So we got some news. Uh, Christopher Bell is... Hashtag confirmed for the 95 Bob Levine racing family race car kind of duh, but it's confirmed now. When they said they wouldn't keep De Benedetto for the next year, it was pretty like 99. Everyone kind of knew it was going to be Christopher Bell. The guy's killing it in Xfinity. Everyone's got high hopes for this man, so kind of uh kind of obvious but at least now it's confirmed that's out of the way the bigger news that most people didn't see coming is ricky stenhouse jr who has a contract through to 2021 i do believe or from what i've heard he's done he's out at uh, rush fenway he will no longer be driving the 17 car as of next year uh, they're bringing back Chris Busher, who used to be a Roush driver back in the day, won them an Xfinity, cha- Xfinity channel, Xfinity title. So he's going back, which leaves the 37 vacant. So no word on who's going to be in that. Who would know? Maybe do some speculation. But yeah, nobody expected that. I mean, Stenhouse, Stenhouse gets talked about a lot on our show, I feel, for someone who doesn't really do anything like he he doesn't win he wasn't in the playoffs but i always feel like i'm talking about him like i mentioned him with uh, the sunny d car because he had a well i guess he did do something there because he went from like 12th to third and then he dumped truex and i believe i talked about him with uh him and eric jones and he he gets talked about a lot on here but he doesn't really do anything you know kind of weird but here he is again in the news (laughs) for us so we get to talk about him once more but uh, he's out. He's out at Rush Fenway, which makes sense to me. He hasn't really done anything since he's been there. But he's there. Chris Busher has been uh, doing really well over at the 37 car for JTG Daughtry. Doherty? Is it Doherty or Daughtry? I think it's Doherty. Either way. Uh, doing really good over there. Uh, they're building something. Kind of weird to see him go. I thought he would stay there. I, I, well, I guess I really didn't even think of him leaving, but I guess he wants to come. Brian Newman kind of made it uh, obvious to everyone that, hey, these cars might not be as bad as they thought. I mean, they're not back to what they used to be yet, but Newman made it to the playoffs. He's been consistently in the top 10. He was running like top three for a little while at Richmond. So these cars aren't as bad off as one might think, and they want to go with a better driver, I guess. So who knows? Maybe Roush is going to make a comeback. Probably not this year. I can't see Newman winning the title, but who knows? Next year, maybe we'll have... uh, Maybe we'll have a little more competitive 17 car, hopefully, because I like Roush. I used to, I was a big Kurt Busch fan back when he was at Roush. Man, those old teams with Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, Busch, Mark Martin, Kenseth. Man, those are stacked teams. What a team. 
Even when they had Jeff Burton, too, in that 99 Sitco car. One of my favorite paint schemes. Underrated. Underrated. But that was the biggest news. There's been some kind of half news. More leak stuff that isn't really confirmed. Hopefully not, anyway, because they're both terrible ideas. Uh, but I saw that there was a rumor going around that NASCAR was going to eliminate pit stops for the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. I don't like that. I like the strategy of pit stops. <laughs> so I don't really want them to leave. And that Formula One was thinking about doing reverse grid quality. Uh, yeah, reverse grid to start the uh, races and stuff. Another terrible idea because then, I don't know, doesn't doesn't really make any sense to me. But uh, maybe just make a better package and have the cars more competitive as opposed to doing weird stuff like that. Put a cap on what they can do for R&D or something like that. I don't know. It feels like there's a lot better options than that. I think that would just be weird. I don't like I don't like reverse grid unless it's like a double header race. And that's kind of fun because then there's strategy to it. But just to have it is dumb. And uh, all the drivers are not. <laughs> From what I've seen, the drivers are not in favor of it. Especially Lewis Hamilton. He was kind of like, no, probably because he wins every week. So that'd be kind of a, a piss off for him eh? if you <laughs> start with the back every time. But that's it for the news. Not a lot happened. I mean, we do two weeks, so things happen beginning of the week, too. Uh, now we got some races to predict and talk about. So we got the Russian Grand Prix in Sochi. Only has ever been won by a Mercedes car. So very interesting. And Lewis Hamilton hasn't won in a little bit. Bottas hasn't won in even longer. But they, they keep moving him out of the way. Those team orders are just killing poor Bottas. But it's hard because Ferrari's recent form, I mean, they've had the power and the speed, but they, they've had no downforce and stuff. And Russia's another turny track. But Singapore, they just won. They finished 1-2. So their biggest weakness, like a track that you wouldn't think they'd do at because they, those cars can't turn, they finished 1-2. So they kind of did something that changed and has helped them out quite a bit. So it's hard to go against a Ferrari right now because they're just just seems so much better in the last few weeks. Red Bull was weird because after um, Salzburg, not Salzburg, Spielberg, 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 Austria, let's we'll say Austria. After Austria, with the power, like how they gained on Ferrari and Verstappen took that win from Leclerc at the end, it kind of looked like Red Bull is going to excel and come out, but coming out of the summer break, they've kind of stuttered. Like it looked like with Hungary and everything, like they were just on fire man look at the power units these guys are killing it but then we come back and they didn't they haven't really done anything since i mean they got third last week but eh. so red bull kind of stalled out but uh and same thing with mercedes mercedes doesn't seem like they've made any progress it just seems like they're still really good but i don't feel like they've changed anything it doesn't seem like it anyway and i haven't heard anything so i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with ferrari this week if it ain't broke, man, they've won three in a row, two Leclerc, two Vet or one Vettel. I think Charles is going to get the win here in Russia, especially after what happened last week. I think even if they are up there together, I think they will get Vettel to step aside for Leclerc. Whether he will or not, that remains to be seen, but I feel like they owe him one <laughs> from uh, that weird situation that they had. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, Hamilton. It's always hard to go against Hamilton, but I don't like picking the guy, so... It's no fun picking the. It's no fun. It's no fun picking Hamilton because he wins all the time. Not lately though. We'll go with Charles and see if he can keep the Ferrari dominance going. 
my outside pick. I have Albon to finish on the podium. I don't see it because I'm not impressed with the Red Bull cars as of late, but that's why it's, you know, the long shot prediction because Red Bull, I feel, has fallen back. In the Monster Energy Drink, ah, stupid drink, Monster Energy Cup Series, I do hope they change the name of that because I keep saying drink, it's driving me nuts. We have the Roval. I've been so excited all year waiting for the Roval because, one, it's different and it's fun. We, it was a good race there last year. That finish, can't beat that. It falls on my birthday weekend and everyone's coming out. We're having a nice party. I'm having spin dip. I'm having cake. I'll probably have a banner. Uh, yeah, I'm old now, but hey, you still got a party for your birthday. I get to watch it with my grandpa, who's the one that got me into racing and the one who got me back into racing earlier this year and is one of the reasons why I started the show. So it'll be exciting to watch one with him because I haven't watched one with him since Dover, that Truex one, which was the catalyst for what's happening at the moment. So that'll be awesome. I got some new merch coming, some Austin Dillon gear. Everyone's hating on my boy Austin right now. It's getting on my nerves. But hey, I got a hat, shirt, and hoodie. We're going to wear it. They're bringing back the Jack Daniels car for the Roval, which looks fantastic. So I'll be getting some Jack as well. So keep an eye on the Instagram. Like I said, never giving you my Instagram. Follow the Twitter. I'll put it on Twitter. Might change it. <laughs> Might change my uh, Instagram handle. So we'll see. But um, yeah, check the Model 24 show Twitter, and we will see my Jack and my gear. It'll be great. So... Last year, Truex, Jimmy Johnson, got into a little bit of a kerfuffle at the end there. Blaney was able to win. This year, Truex is on a two-race win streak, and he is the best road course driver out there. So, hard to go against Truex. Chase Elliott is a threat, too. I haven't finished him in the top five. We'll get to that when we get to sweet cake. Kyle Busch. Another good road racer who's ha- hasn't had the greatest of luck in the last little bit. I mean, he bounced back a little bit at Richmond, but I don't know. He seems off lately. He does not seem like he's having a time. So I predict that Kyle Busch is going to break through and win this race. And my outside like long shot prediction, I say he moves his teammate, Martin Truex Jr., out of the way for the win. Truex is going to get dumped for a second straight year at the Roval on the last lap and lose. Uh, this time it will be a deliberate from his teammate because Kyle Busch, remember a while ago, I think it was um, when Denny Hamlin won a second race in a row, or not in a row, but within pretty quick of each other. And he's like, oh, our teammates are kicking our butts right now. And he's just been, it's just been weird for the last month or so. So Kyle Busch, you're going to wreck your teammate, and you're going to win that race. You're going to get booed. It's going to be fantastic. Truex is going to get mad, and that's going to be our little rivalry for the rest of the playoffs. We're going to shake it up a little bit. So expect that. Expect Kyle Busch to give a little bump ski to Truex. And Austin Dillon's going to finish in top 10. What? 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 I'm going to will him with my Jack Daniels-infused blood at that point. And uh, he will finish in the top ten. It's gonna be great. So the standings. Might as well go through the standings before we get to do, 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 sweet cake. Uh. So we just did these not too long ago, but 
hey, it's uh, if you missed it last week, here we are again. So at the bottom of the Formula One standings, George Russell was zero points still. Also in Williams, we got Rabu Kubica with one point. Alfa Romero, Alfa Romeo's Antonio Giovinazzi in 18th with four points. Roman Grosjean's Haas Ferrari with eight points. Kevin Magnussen with 18 points, also in a Haas in 16th. 15th, we got Lance Stroll with Racing Point with 19. 14th, Perez, also in a Racing Point with uh, 27 points. Alfa Romeo's Kimi Raikkonen in 13th with 31 points. Tied for 12th, though, with Lando Norris of McLaren. Uh, 11th, Hulkenberg in a Renault, tied with 10th place Daniel Kvyat in the Toro Rosso with 33 points apiece. Ricardo with one point above them at 34 in ninth with a Renault. Alexander Albon with 42 points in a Red Bull car in 8th place. Carlos Sainz in 7th with a McLaren with 58. Pierre Gasly in 6th with 69 points in his Toro Rosso. Sebastian Vettel with 194 points after his win in Singapore with the Ferrari. Max Verstappen with 200 points in his Red Bull. In fourth, tied for third place with Leclerc, with a Ferrari also at 200 because they're tied. And Mercedes rounds out the top two within second, Bottas with 231 points, and Lewis Hamilton leading the way with 296. So, yes, Lewis Hamilton still got a decent lead on everybody. So let's go over and check the playoffs for the Monster Energy Cup Series. Last place, Eric Jones. Two rough weeks with mechanical failure and inspection failure. In last, in his Toyota. Kerr Bush in the Chevrolet in 15th points. 14 points out. Clint Boyer, 4 points out. Number 14, Ford. Alex Bowman in his 88 Chevrolet. 2 points below the cutoff of his teammate, William Byron, in 12th with his number 24 Chevrolet. Plus 2 to the cut line. Plus 3, we got number 10, Eric Amarola in the Ford in 11th. Ryan Blaney in the Penske Ford is 8 points ahead of the cut in 10th. Ryan Newman missed the consistency here. 9th place, Roush Ford, 14 points above. Plus 25 in 8th, you got Kyle Larson in his Ganassi Chevrolet. 7th place, another Hendrick Carr. Number 9, Chase Elliott, 37 points above. Plus 50, we got Logano and his Penske Ford, number 22 and 6. Fifth place, the number 11 Gibbs Toyota, Denny Hamlin, 54 points ahead. One point above him is Brad Kozlowski, also in a Penske Ford, number 2, 55 points ahead. Kyle Busch and his number 18 Gibbs Toyota, 60 points, 66 points clear, sorry. In third place, Kevin Harvick with 69 points clear and his number 4, Stuart Haas Chevrolet, and in number First, number first, that's a new one. We got Martin Truex Jr. is number 19, Joe Gibbs, Toyota. Two points. There are two points. Doesn't matter how, how, how high he is over the cut line because he's got two wins. Two wins with those playoff points, so he's in first. So those are your standings going into the Roval, going into Russia. And now we got Sweet Cake. Sweet Cake. Get your bets in. Time to win some sweet cake. Papa's got to get himself a new Camaro. Sweet cake. Sweet cake. 
then we got some of that sweet kick time. We got DraftKings, baby. DraftKings up first, as per the usual. So always starting with your easy picks, Dominator. We got the number 18 car of Kyle Busch. I picked him to win. You don't have to pay any money for him. Pick Kyle Busch. I mean, Truex is in this category as well. Pick Kyle Busch. Contender, Denny Hamlin. Hard to go against Denny, especially if I can get Denny and Kyle Busch. I'm going to do it. Your underdog for these easy picks, we can do the number six of Ryan Newman, Mr. Consistency. He's always up there, so why not go? Why not get the uh, Newman man? The Newman man? New man. He's a new man. That was a bad joke. <laughs> I can't even continue now. I'll just end the show. So for your field pick, we have the number 13 of Ty Dillon. So nobody really here jumps out at me. Ty Dillon is the only one who's... He's actually hasn't been doing too, too bad the last couple of weeks. I see him up there. I've been seeing him, which is more than I can say in anyone else in this category, except for Sorensen, who spun. So I saw him. But Ty Dillon. Go with a Dillon. Your FanDuel money picks for your five roster team, five-man roster. Your number three pick, Matt DiBenedetto, with your low tier at $8,000 in the 95 car. DiBenedetto did, had his breakout performance at, what was it, Sonoma? So... He can drive these cars on these road courses, so we'll see how he does. I got money on him, baby. Uh, another good road course racer. We got Clint Boyer in his 14 car with $8,200. So pretty close you can get both these guys, which I would recommend, obviously. So Clint Boyer in second. Kyle Busch for $13,500. He's not the most expensive guy, though, I don't believe. I'm pretty sure it's Truex. So top tier, Kyle Busch, he's going to win. So why wouldn't you take him? So Kyle... Boyer and DiBenedetto for your picks there. Over in DraftKings, where we make our sweet cake the most. <laughs> the most sweet cake. I have one on FanDuel, so <laughs> DraftKings. For your third tier pick with a high th- yeah, high tier three, we have for $7,300 uh, Daniel Suarez. He's been... Uh, He's pretty good on these, ro- or on these rovals, on the road courses. So for uh, this amount... He's the lowest guy that you can that will I think still get a top ten that you can uh, get here. So not a bad choice for Suarez for that amount of money. A familiar mid tier pick, Clint Boyer for eighty four hundred, a little more than he would be in FanDuel, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But I think Boyer's going to have a good day, and for eighty four hundred, why not? So for your tier one, I'm not going to tell you to pick Kyle Busch because he's expensive. And DraftKings, you got to be a little more tedious with your money. You got to be a little more. Gotta be a little, you be gentle with your money. You gotta be careful. So for under ten thousand, uh, you can get Chase Elliott, who I think will be probably third at the Roval. So third place is not too bad. I mean, if you want to get Kyle, you can, and then maybe get like a Landon Castle. But uh, those are your sweet cake picks. So run through for your Dominator, Kyle Busch, Contender, uh, Denny Hamlin, Underdog, Ryan Newman in the six field, Ty Dillon. Those are your FanDuel easy picks. For your FanDuel normal picks, full roster, you got DiBenedetto for $8,000, Clint Boyer for $8,200, and Kyle Busch for $13,500. And DraftKings, your Tier 3 is Suarez for $7,300, Clint Boyer for $8,400, and Chase Elliott, $9,600. Those are your picks. Get those in. Hopefully, we'll all win a little cake. Hopefully, I'll win the most. But as long as, as long as you got it. Whoever listens to Mono24, you guys deserve some sweet cake. Not as much as I do, 
because I'm the one doing it. Oh, oh. anyway, as the uh, intro says, Papa needs to get that new Camaro, and hopefully we will, and hopefully we'll put that on Twitter too. So I haven't really shouted any of that crap out, but Mile24, you can find us on Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, CastBox. Am I missing one? YouTube, YouTube channel. Hey, how you doing? And uh, follow us on Twitter at Mile24Show. And we'll see you next week for our post-Roble, post-Russia. And I'll see you then. Thanks for joining me. Keep it clean, boys.